Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as The Park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, The Park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship and really glad that uh, you came today because today we're wrapping up this series, uh, The People God Loves. And this series we've been talking about, uh, people that hold a special place in God's heart, uh, the poor, widows, orphans, prisoners, children. And I, I'll be honest with you, this series has been amazing. Has God not done some amazing things during this series? I mean, it has been unbelievable. You can give God a hand. It's okay. He, he likes applause too. So, um, yeah, it, it's truly, and I'll be honest with you, when we were kind of putting this series together, I was not prepared for the waves of generosity and excitement. And honestly, just downright fun that this series has been. I mean, it has truly been amazing. Like last week when we helped the uh, young men at the uh, Darrington Prison Seminary, um, we had 384 people uh, make commitments to send books to the seminary. And if everybody sends their two books, then that will be enough to cover every student for their first year. In fact, um, Grove... On Tuesday, he actually started getting packages, and so he sent us a picture of the first day of mail, and he was kind of excited. Yeah, but then the mail, it just kept coming day after day after day, more and more and more books. And really, I think they're going to have more and more books literally every day for the next several weeks as, you know, different people shipping stuff, it finally gets there. Um, here's another cool thing. We took a picture of the stack of notes that we wrote last week. Look at that stack of notes. I mean, that, I mean, it was a big old stack of notes. It was really cool. And I read through some of them. Man, they were awesome. I was really impressed. So um, it was really great. And so um, anyway, then, then, then I, I guess the question now is what happens when this series is over? I mean, like, well, well what about the poor and the orphans and the widows and the single moms and the prisoners? I mean, what then? I mean, do we just, like, do our one good deed and then just, like, move on? No, of course not. That's not what we do. Look, the whole purpose of this series has really been twofold, okay? The first purpose of this series has been to help us see the plight of these groups of people and bring it to the forefront of our minds, because, I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, we all just get consumed with life, you know, with job and kids and soccer practice and baseball and school and trying to finish up for the year. And, oh, no, now the grass is growing again. Now I got to go mow and I got to wash the car and I got to wash the dog and all this. I mean, honestly, we just get so consumed with life and we just orbit our own little tiny little world. And we just don't see the huge need that's out there, and some of it in our very own community. And so part of this series has been to help us help open our eyes and see it. Second purpose of this entire series is to help put you in contact with different organizations that do an incredible job of ministering to these people. 
And so as you get to these organizations and, and, and see these, you know, we want you to get involved because look, we can't do a project to help each one of these groups of people every single week. Like we, church, we just can't do that. So don't wait around. If one of these groups of people really touches your heart and you, you just really gravitate towards them, then get involved. Volunteer with that organization. Get on their board. Be a donor. Figure out what they need and get involved and help. And so that you would have all these organizations in one place, right there in your message notes. Go ahead and pull those out if you haven't done so already. Right there in your message notes, I've listed all the groups and organizations that we've worked with during this series. Uh, And I I don't know what order there are there, but I'm just going to turn these around. Like when we help prisoners, we work with the Heart of Texas Foundation because they're the ones that are working in in, in doing the seminary. When we work with orphans... We, we worked with uh, Still Creek Ranch and helped those kids that are up there. When we were talking about, um, we were talking about widows and when we were talking about single moms, we talked about the Star of Hope mission and the work that they're doing down there. And then we talked, the very first week, we talked about the poor. Um, we talked about Katie Christian Ministries and the work that they're doing there. There's also two other organizations called Lunches of Love and World Vision. Those are the two organizations I'm going to talk about today. Because today, we turn our attention to helping children. And as we help children today, I want us to really think about what God would have us do and how we can really love children. I want you to look at this very famous passage in the Bible about Jesus and about kids. It's found in Matthew chapter 19. Here's what the Bible says. Then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Now, most of us think this is just a, like a cute little story about Jesus and the kids. It makes us want to sing, you know, Jesus loves the little children. You know how that song goes, right? Okay. And it also, it makes those disciples look like mean-spirited child haters, doesn't it? I mean, these guys would have canceled VBS at the synagogue if Jesus would have let them. Yeah? And so that's what we think about. With this. But really... None of that's really really accurate. That doesn't really depict what's really going on here. See, in Bible times, children, they didn't have any rights. They didn't have any voice. They didn't have anybody, you know, representing them or, or, or helping them. In fact, they had really no role in society at all until they were young adults, all right? And so now, I mean, people love their kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, I mean, the the parents are the ones that were bringing their kids to Jesus so that he could bless them. So they loved their kids. But the kids in that society, they didn't have any rights. They didn't have any voice. Children in this day, they were best seen and not heard. That's just how kids were viewed. That's how, how it went down. And they certainly didn't deserve to come and sit at the feet of Jesus and take up his valuable time when so many adults wanted to talk with him. And what's so amazing about this story is that to the New Testament person who would have read this story, they would have sided with the disciples. 
And that's what makes this story so astounding is that, wow, Jesus gave his time to these kids. And the reason he did is because Jesus knew then what we know now. That if you can change the life of a child, you can change the world. When you change the life of a child, you can change the world. And, you know, for us in this room, I think if, if we saw a child in need, we'd help them. I mean, if we knew a kid, a child had a real need, we would help them. So then the question is, how? How can we help children that are in need? Well, I'm going to give you three ways. One of them is local and two of them are global. So let me start with the local first. Here's the local thing that you can do, and that's this. Make lunches. I know, like that doesn't sound all that like world-changing and earth-shattering, does it? But the truth of the matter is that, um, that just south of Parkway Fellowship, there are groups of children that only eat one meal a day. And that one meal that they eat is the lunch that is provided for them by the school. And so... What do they do on the weekends? What do these kids do on the weekends? Well, these kids on the weekends, a lot of them don't eat, which we think is like crazy because we throw food away out of our pantry and refrigerator all the time. And that's why I'm so thankful that God has provided a group like Lunches of Love, okay? And they were showing some pictures here in the background. Um, Lunches of Love was started uh, at First United Methodist Church in Rosenberg in 2009 because they wanted to provide meals for these kids that um, over the weekend. And, and, and so it started at Christmas holidays in 2009. And what they did was they made lunch for 150 kids over the Christmas holidays so they would have something to eat. Now that number has grown to 1,400 children a weekend. All in less than five miles from here. I mean, can you imagine... Making 1,400 lunches every week? I can't even make two for my kids. And so, look, we want you to get, give, you, give you a chance to get involved with Lunches of Love. And uh, this is one of the coolest things you could do. And, um, and this is something you can actually take your kids, your own kids, really of any age, to go with you and do. And listen, you don't have to provide the lunch. All you got to do is go and make the lunch. They've got all the stuff. They just need help putting them together. And it's helping kids right here in our area. And look, if people don't step in and help these kids, these kids, some of these kids won't eat at all this coming weekend. It's the truth. And this is a chance for us to get involved and really help. And I'm going to show you how we can get involved and do this when we get to the end of our message today. All right. Now, let's talk about a couple of global things that we can do. Here's the first global thing that we can do, and that's this. Provide microfinance. Provide microfinance. This is honestly one of the coolest ideas that's actually come down in a long time. You, you know the old saying, you know, give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Right, yeah, feed him for a lifetime. Well, that's really what microfinance does. What microfinance does is it provides a family with something that helps them um, break the cycle of their own poverty. Like 
Maybe they would, um, maybe they would buy, a, maybe they would get a sewing machine so that they could make clothes, or maybe they would get a goat so that they could have milk. It would be something that generates an ongoing resource, or you know, chicken so that they can have eggs, or a fruit tree, or something like that. So, um, and so what microfinance does? It helps these families provide one of these ongoing items that can help them break the cycle of their poverty. Well. There's lots of organizations in the world that do microfinance, but one of the organizations I really like a lot is a group called World Vision. Now, World Vision, they do a lot of child sponsorship. We're going to talk about that in a second, but they also provide microfinance. Um, Let me tell you two ways that you can get involved with microfinance. Um, Because microfinance is incredibly important because, look, let me explain. If you help their parents, you end up helping the child, right? And through microfinance, a child sees their parents and how they break the cycle of poverty. And so it teaches them not just to accept handouts, but it teaches and shows them how to give themselves a hand up. That's why I like microfinance so much. So how can you get involved? There's two ways. Here's the first thing you can do. And that is provide part of a microloan. Provide part of a microloan. A microloan is a loan of $500 or less. Okay, and this loan is used to purchase something that would help a family start a small business. Maybe it's by purchasing a fishing net, or maybe it's by purchasing a sewing machine, um, or you know something that they can use. They can start a small business, and then what they do is from the money they make from that small business, they increase their standard of living and pay back the loan because it's a small loan. And so the idea is, is that it gets paid back. And then World, World Vision gets this loan paid back. They take, this, they take that same money and they loan it out again. And then they'll loan it out again and again and again. And so it really doesn't become something that's consumed. It truly becomes an investment. And did you know that over 95% of all microloans get paid back in full? Their default rate is incredibly low. So it truly is an incredible investment. Second thing that you can get involved is by doing this, is by giving a renewable resource. Another part of microfinance is, is when something gets donated that just doesn't need to ever get paid back, but it provides a renewable resource for an impoverished family. Like I read a story about it, a family that World Vision gave them five ducks. And they gave them five ducks because ducks lay bigger eggs than chickens. And so these kids in this family had big, fresh eggs every day. And then they would take the excess and they would sell them. And so it was a renewable resource because, like, these ducks kept laying eggs. Right? I mean, what a great thing. And a renewable resource would be things like fruit trees, a goat so that they could have milk, chickens, and yeah, even ducks, okay? Those will be renewable resources, and World Vision can help facilitate all of that, okay? But probably the most effective way that you and I can help kids is to do number three, and that is this. Sponsor a child. Sponsor a child. Like I said, there's lots of relief organizations doing thing, good things in this world. And, and I'm not, I, 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 don't, I don't know them all, but I do know about World Vision. And they do some amazing things. And I, I love World Vision so much because um, when a child is sponsored with World Vision, they get four things. And here's the first thing they get. 
First, they get one nutritious meal a day. So they make sure they provide these kids nutrition because they're staving off malnutrition. They're not just, you know, fighting hunger. Second thing that they get is they get education in a school. Because I don't know if you know it, school is not free in most places of the world. Even elementary school, that's pretty much an American thing. Most places of the world, you have to pay to go to school. Number three, basic medical care. A World Vision worker goes by that family's home every single week just to check on the family, the child, the living conditions to see if there's any sort of ailments that they can you know, treat with just basic medical care. But the thing I like the most is this, number four, is that those World Vision workers make sure that they give a clear presentation of the gospel. World Vision found out a long time ago that... Um, you can't effectively share the gospel with someone, tell them about Jesus Christ, if they don't know where their next meal is coming from. It's hard for them really to believe that God loves them. But if you can meet their basic needs, then they can feel God's love through that sort of help. And then they're much more open to hearing the gospel, to hearing about Jesus Christ and how Jesus came to this earth to die for them because they see it firsthand. It's amazing. And in an organization like World Vision, I mean, they really do focus on helping kids. 86 cents out of every dollar goes directly to assist a child. So almost all the money that you give goes to help them. It doesn't go to administrative costs, okay? I'm gonna show you a short short video about World Vision, and then I'm gonna come back and uh, talk about it for just a couple minutes, and we'll wrap it up. All right, let's show this video. There are over 2 billion children living in the world today. When you envision their future, what do you see? What do you see? You see poverty or promise? Do you see problems or opportunities? Despair or hope? Today, more than half of the world's children live in poverty. More than one billion children. More than children live on less than a dollar a day. Less than a dollar a day. At World Vision, we believe that every child is precious in the sight of God. Every child deserves life in all its fullness. A place where they can grow strong and communities free of need and full of promise. World Vision was born out of that hope. Let my heart be broken. It began with one man's desire to heal the broken hearts of children all around the world. By the things that break the heart of God. Over 50 years later, the prayer of Bob Pierce lives on in the hearts and hands of thousands of World Vision staff, working in nearly 100 countries, transforming the lives of millions of sponsored children. Truly, I tell you. Truly, I tell you. Whatever you did for the least of whatever these, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. You did for me. For me. What would the world look like if we all did our part? If we tackled the root causes, not just the symptoms of poverty? Because poverty is complex, simple solutions don't work. What good is providing health care to a child if they have no access to clean water? Clean water is pointless if there is no nutritious food to eat. 
food is insufficient if a family has no economic opportunities. World Vision believes that true transformation comes when each of these needs are addressed simultaneously. When children, their families, and communities become healthy, productive, and self-sufficient. If the results are not sustainable, the benefits will not last. If you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. We offer children and families the dignity they deserve. The dignity that comes from helping themselves. Together, we envision a better future and help create it every day for the children we serve. Yet more than one billion children, one billion children still, live in poverty. still live in poverty. They have real names, Maria and Bridget, real desires, clean water, healthy crops, books for school, real hopes. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a scientist. I want to be a teacher. And their future is in our hands. Where children are free. Every child deserves life in all its fullness. <laughs> free to be who God wants them to be. Every child is precious in the sight of God. This is my world. Can you envision it? My world. <laughs> Can you see my world vision? This is my world vision. This is my world vision. What's yours? Now, because we're a larger church, we have an opportunity to do something that other churches don't get the chance to do. Instead of just, you know, adopting, you know, large amounts of kids from just kind of, you know, random places all over the world. If we would adopt kids in just two villages and focus all our efforts and adopt huge numbers of kids in each one of these two villages, then there would be then we would reach a critical mass of sponsored kids in each of these two villages for World Vision to come in and do some extra things. Like they could come into those villages and they could drill water wells. So the whole village could have clean water and prevent waterborne diseases. They could come in and provide additional medical care beyond what just the basic stuff that the one worker provides. They could come in and uh, teach agricultural education to the farmers so that they can better utilize the land to yield more crops. I mean, it's amazing. And so um, what we want to do is we want to concentrate our efforts and adopt children from just two villages. And when we do, here's some really cool, another cool thing, is that we can now take mission trips to go to just these two villages, and we can go and we can meet the kids, and we can meet the workers, and we can do whatever, we can, we can, we can see what's being done firsthand. I mean, it is such an amazing, cool opportunity. So, where can we adopt kids out of two villages? Well, let me tell you about them. The first village is in Tanzania, Africa, in the Muhe region. Let me tell you about it. This village is located in the west central portion of the country. Tanzania is one of the poorest countries in the world with 51% of the population making less than $350 a year. 40% of the country is designated as a food deficit region because of lack of rainfall and over farming. HIV AIDS has spread like a plague and it's lowered the life expectancy 
to only 51 years of age. 1.1 million children have lost one or both parents to the disease. 92% of the kids never make it past elementary school. But we can change all that for one village. The other village is in Guatemala, Central America, in the La Union area. Located in East Central Guatemala near Honduras, this village, it suffers from malnutrition and high illiteracy rates. Uh, Thus, these kids, they're going to repeat the cycle of poverty if we don't give them some help from the outside. 56% of the people live below the poverty line. In this particular area, they're victimized by chronic mudslides that a lot of times wipes out entire homes. And um, their poor crop cultivation not only leads to poor nutrition, but it also leads to poor root systems of the plants. And so it makes the devastation of mudslides even that more, much more significant. And we can change all of that for the kids in that one village. World Vision, here's what they've done. They've given us a total of 300 children. 150 from Tanzania and 150 from this village in Guatemala, okay? And for a commitment of 35 bucks a month, 35 bucks, you can change the life of one of those kids in one of those villages. 35 bucks and you totally change their life. I mean, that's amazing. Look, all you have to do is not take your family out to eat one time this next month and it's paid for. I mean, think about it like this. If you walked into work tomorrow and your boss came to you and he said, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, but we're going to have to reduce your salary by $35 every month. Nobody in this room is going to panic. I mean, you're not going to really change your standard of living. You're not going to go move. You're not going to go downsize. You're hardly even going to feel it. But I'm telling you that 35 bucks would totally change the life of a kid and really could change their eternal life. $35. Now, World Vision, when we contacted them about this project, they were not convinced that one church could adopt 300 children in one day. That's what I said. I said, you've never been to our church. You have no idea what God does through these people at our church. And so imagine what it would be like. Imagine what it would be like if a World Vision worker was able to talk to the kids in the village and was able to make one big announcement that they were all adopted. How amazing would that be? Can you imagine what would happen in that village if that were to happen? Can you, can you imagine the relief of those parents? Because, I mean, they watch their son or their daughter go to bed hungry every day. And they can't do anything about it. Can you imagine how helpless they must feel? And how relieved they would be to find out if their child was adopted. 35 bucks, that's it. Look at, look at this last verse of scripture this morning. Mark ten sixteen, This is Jesus. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. 
See, when you get involved with things like lunches of love or microfinance opportunities or by sponsoring a child, what you're doing with your action, you are literally taking that child and putting that child in the arms of Christ. And so that Christ can put his hands on them and bless them. So would you be willing to do that? I want you to pull out your connection card. And I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. And I want you to check on the card and on the notes, the next steps that you're going to take today. And I, I, I'm going to have to explain some of them, so, so just hang on. Here's the first one. I will sponsor a child from Tanzania or Guatemala today. Now, outside in the foyer, let me tell you how this is going to work. Outside in the foyer, there are little folders of kids that look exactly like this. There's eight tables out there. And each table has kids from Tanzania and Guatemala, okay? They're, they're, there's kids from both. And so what you're going to do is you're going to go get, or you, you can if you're going to do this, you can go get one of these. But here's what you have to do first. You have to do this first before you go to the table and, like, clog up the line, okay? This other piece of paper that's in your bulletin, it looks like, it looks like your connection card, but it's not it, okay? You need to fill this card out in its entirety, If you're going to pay by a check, then have your check already made out. If you're going to pay by a credit card, make sure you put your credit card info here, okay? You have to have this filled out first. Go to the table, hand it to the person and say, and tell them, hey, do you want a kid from Guatemala or from Tanzania? And they'll hand you one, and uh, it'll be exactly like this. You'll get their information there. Um, One of the pieces of paper that's in here is an envelope. They're going to, the person out there will take the envelope, will take your They'll double check, make sure you fill it all out. They'll put it in. They're going to keep the envelope and you're going to take that home. And this will be, this is your kid. Now here's the truth of the matter. There's multiple families in this room that could sponsor two kids. I mean, you could sponsor a kid from Guatemala and Tanzania. Or you could sponsor two kids from one village. And when you go to visit, you can see them both. I mean, you could do that. Amy and I, we sponsor two kids through World Vision. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's, we love it. It is so great. So would you do this today? Okay. And you can fill this card out while I'm talking or when um, the band comes up and plays. They're fine with it. I told them they would be fine with it. Anyway, number two. Here's the second next step. Send me a link to buy a renewable resource for a family through World Vision. You want to buy ducks or chicken or a goat or a fruit tree? Check that box. I'll send you a link and you can go directly and purchase it. Here's the next one. Send me a link to be part of a micro loan through World Vision. Okay? Listen, a micro loan, you can, and you don't have to do the whole thing. You can do as, part, you can do as small as $25. One time shot. If, if you want that, I'll send you a link and you can just do a micro loan. Okay? Here's the next one. Sign me up to make lunches with lunches of love. You check this box and um, we will contact you about days that you could go and make lunches. You're not, not committing to a day. You're committing to, you know, go at some point in time, okay? But we'll contact you. If you want to be contacted, we'll contact you. Or this next one. I commit to help the poor, widows, single moms, orphans, prisoners, and children whenever God brings a need across my path. Would you just say, I'm making this lifestyle shift, To not consume it all. But God, to let you, let it flow through me in my life to bless those that hold a special place in your heart. Would you do that? Or maybe it's this last one. I want to become a Christ follower today for the first time in my life. Maybe you've been putting this off. 
if you want to become a Christ follower, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your own life, there's a sample prayer of how to do that at the bottom of your message notes. Pray that prayer right now. But check this box. And I also want you to pick up a new believer packet. They're on a little table just as you walk outside each of these three doors. Grab one on your way out today. Let me pray for you as the band comes back up. Father, I thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I, I, first off, God, I thank you, Lord, that you have provided these two villages that you want to radically change for your glory. Radically change the future that 30 years from now that that village will be mostly Christianized because of what you're doing today. And those kids will be well nourished. They'll have a future. And so Lord, I ask that those families that you're inspiring to sponsor a kid, God, that they would do it today and it would be amazing. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that by the end of today, all 300 kids are gone and that we have a waiting list. And we tell World Vision we need more. So, Father, I ask that you would help us get involved with things like lunches of love or microloans or whatever. But, God, that we would not turn a deaf ear and eye to children in our own backyard and all over the world that desperately need our help. Thank you, Father, for this whole series. Spark something new in all of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282.